0: Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business
1: Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all advanced today, stocks ending a two-day slide, S&P up 3 to 24.33, that's a gain of two-tenths of 1%. The Dow up 37 to 21,173, up two-tenths of 1%, NASDAQ up 22, a gain there. Of four tenths of one percent. The ten year down eight thirty seconds yield two point one seven percent. Gold down eight dollars the ounce to twelve eighty nine, down six tenths of one percent. And West Texas intermediate crude down two thirty nine a barrel to forty five eighty, a drop there of five percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash.
0: This is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. Billionaire real estate investor Tom Barrick says homeownership
1: has been turned upside down following the financial crisis. If you look at home home homeownership before the 2007 great financial crisis was uh, at about 69%. It's now returned to about 60%. And home rentership was at about 60%, and home rentership today is at about 69%.
0: Barrick is chairman of Colony North Star. He says millennials are driving things
2: right now. Look at
1: millennials staying longer in their parents' homes, the decision due to mobility of being a renter rather than a buyer, and the idea that they can make Money in their careers versus money trading real estate. Barrett founded
0: Colony North Star in 1991. He began investing in property following the savings and loan crisis. And that's your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini.
1: You're listening to
0: Bloomberg Markets with Carol Messer and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio.
1: How many sizes of virtual coin have Bitcoin is a trading at two thousand seven hundred eighty nine dollars a coin, getting up there near three thousand. Kind of an amazing thing to see. Someone who's been telling me for a long time that I should be paying attention to this, and I never listened to him <laughs> about this or anything else. So why would I listen to Sonny Singh now? Well, Sonny Singh is the uh, chief commercial officer at BitPay. Has been long this idea, if not the actual coin itself, for quite a while. Here, Sonny uh, joins me here on ninety nine. 990 Studios here in uh, in uh, uh, San Francisco. Uh, Sonny, um, we, we've had a, a kind of fantastic run here um, in Bitcoin of late. Why is it running now?
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's at 2,700 It started start of the year, roughly around 1,000. So,
1: so 380% in the last year.
2: Yep, and the exciting part is the market cap now is around $45 billion. And as it grows, it's getting more and more people now interested in the market, actually. So just yesterday, I had two large institutional buyers talk to me about taking big positions in Bitcoin. And I said, aren't you worried about the price? It's gone up recently. And they said, no, we're in it for the long term. We think it's a great long term play for the next three to five years.
1: But this is, So it's fundamentally about momentum. It's up because it's up. It's going up more because it's been going up more.
2: Yeah. So I think and obviously the last couple months, you're seeing a huge increase. But fundamentally, Bitcoin is actually working. Um, The network is growing rapidly, exponentially every year. And I think, you know, there's regional use cases happening for Bitcoin all over the world. In America, we're mostly just focused on the speculation part of it, the day the trading that's happening. But in Latin America, people are using it as a stored value, as a hedge against their own currency. In Asia, they're using it as a remittance tool. In Europe, it's using it as a cross-border B2B payments between Africa and Europe and things like that. And we're seeing those transactions happening every day, but the media just focuses on the price. Um, I'm I think
1: not he only just, f- he's talking about me when he says that, you hear that? the
0: media, the media um, I'm MTM. not only I'm not only focused on prices, but I'm also looking at things like ICOs. Um, and I think we're talking about initial coin offerings, where we're seeing you know companies basically do kind of an IPO, right? Create some funding by by issuing their own digital currencies. I mean, how many digital different digital currencies could we ultimately have, Sunny?
2: Yeah, I mean, right now you have over a hundred. Even there seems to be a new one every day. I'm waiting for Corey to start his own Corey. Coin pretty soon, actually. (laughs) Um, For
0: coin, don't get them started. (laughs) No, but seriously, I'm trying to understand if there's going to be a shaking out where you... I mean, could you have tons and tons of different um, digital currencies?
2: Yes, and I think you're... And each one has hopefully a different use case that's happening and fundamentals behind it. I think there's a lot of coins right now being created that might not have the same fundamentals that Bitcoin has. I mean, Bitcoin's been around for a long time, a quote, seven years only, but these new coins are just popping up in a couple of weeks and they're going up quite a lot in value and the fundamentals aren't necessarily around it. So we'll see how long they can sustain these prices or what happens behind the whole underlying asset of it.
1: But, but are, they, 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 wait, wait. are those ones being used or are they just yeah. also against uh, tools for speculation?
2: It's a combination. So the ICOs are being, they're kind of the future of, hey, we're launching an ICO to help do something down the road in another year from now. It's like you're, you're using You're hoping the company that's doing the ICO will perform well and these tokens will be used for that and that will increase the value of it. I mean, that you like a dream
0: I mean, short. Ahead, Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 but I, I'm trying to get my head around it. I mean, where is the checks and balances though on all these digital currencies?
2: Yeah, and that's what, what remains to be seen of how this is going to turn out because there's one happening every week. You're seeing ICOs happen every day mm-hmm. and you know, right now they're going up. What happens if they start crashing? If people start losing money, what's going to happen with regulation? So the regulators are starting to take a look at this type of stuff and we'll see how that all plays out because the ICOs have really just started happening in the last couple months actually that, that's been getting the media attention and getting a lot of New investors jumping into these ones and we'll see what kind of risks are associated with that.
0: Before Courage, before we get Corey currency, which I kind of like, (laughs) but before Corey jumps back in, I want to ask you, Sunny, how do we think, how should we be thinking about digital currencies? Is it actually money or is it something else that we need to kind of think about how it really is?
2: What is it, it? It's a combination actually and it really depends on what your use case and your region of where you're at in the world. Because, again, as I talked about with Bitcoin, people are using this all over the world for a variety of different reasons, right? Mm -hmm. And, again, if you're living in Venezuela or Argentina, your local currency is being devalued every year. You want Bitcoin or some other currency as a hedge that you can get yourself to value offset the local currency that's depreciating. And as you see these currencies, digital currencies, you know, anyone in the world is talk you know, can get Bitcoin essentially. And that's pretty exciting that someone in India, China, Brazil, Argentina can get Bitcoin and trade it and sell it or buy it or you know use it for inter good commerce, interstate commerce across the world with another person with the same currency actually.
1: I wonder too, Sonny, I mean you say Bitcoin's working. Uh if you look at the time to complete a Bitcoin transaction, it's going way up. It's really bad news for Bitcoin. And I wonder, you know, I wonder if it's fatal for Bitcoin, even as the prices are going up, because the whole notion of the efficacy doesn't work if you got to put in a transaction and sit around and wait for it to be confirmed.
2: Right. And so that's that's actually a great problem that we're having is that we actually grew so much so fast that we're running to the limit. But there are workarounds to change that. But they and haven't it, worked yet. Well, they haven't been implemented yet. And they're going to start being implemented in the next couple months, actually. And the problem with the decentralized currency, you have to get the group of people actually to get organized and agree on the right solution. But there's many solutions that have been proposed out there in the market that will all work to help alleviate this uh, backup, so to speak. It
1: just seems to me like the risk in Bitcoin is so great right now because you've got a currency. that fundamentally, I'm not saying it isn't working, but it's a lot harder to use than it was even a month ago. Because of the, because the transaction complete time, and the solution has not been implemented yet.
2: Yes, but the solution is supposed to be starting in about a couple months, actually, September yeah, wasn't, 1st. Yeah, wasn't
1: there talking about this about a year ago, yeah, too, and it, that didn't happen? but it
2: wasn't as pressing. Now it's getting to the r- limit where they actually have to make a solution work somehow. And there's four or five that are proposed that all would work, actually. They just have to agree in one. It seems like it's making that progress. So what you're saying is that the
1: problem's a lot worse than it used to be, and we couldn't come up with a decision it, a year ago, and we couldn't come up with can't come up with a decision now. I'll I'll believe it when I see it when they when they fix that.
0: Can I yeah. just ask you? Mark Cuban recently just said that uh, it's a bubble. Just got about 30 seconds here. Yep. Will we see some kind of bubble burst when it comes to bitcoins?
2: I think you'll see a little correction. Any any currency, commodity, or stock that runs up so much as it has in the last three months, I think you're seeing a pullback. But I think any pullback, you're going to see it go back up again because the fundamentals of Bitcoin are working great. I I think the other currencies... It's volatile, though. It's volatile. It's true. I think the other currencies, though, are the ones that will get hit by the bubble and might not make it back again, actually, because they are really being hyped up on speculation. Where Bitcoin, there's a lot of institutions that are looking to buy that are in for the long term and keep going to driving this price up, I think. Corey? So I'm not too worried about a Bitcoin bubble per se that much. Yeah,
0: Corey Currency. I see it coming. <laughs> I'm in. Sonny, thank you. Yeah. Sunny Singh, Chief Commercial Officer. Come on back uh, at BidPay, uh, joining us on our Bloomberg 960 studio in San Francisco. You've been listening to Bloomberg Markets, coverage of the Bloomberg Invest New York Conference on Bloomberg Radio, brought to you by SEI. Carol Massa, Corey Johnson. We are Bloomberg Radio.